everybody, and welcome to Film Actually News for the 23rd of July, 2012. I am David McVeigh, and I am joined by Richard Gray. How are you, Richard? No, 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 it's Josh Philpott. No, Josh isn't with us tonight. Oh, right, no, so you're right, I am Richard Gray. You are no, Richard Gray, and you are uh, taking the place of two people. So I hope you have double the amount of stories. <laughs> I'm eating for two now, David. You're eating for two. No, Josh is actually on a well-deserved uh, trip away to the mountains uh, with his lovely fiance. So we wish him all the best. But we are going to move ahead with the film news or entertainment news for the week. Loud and fast in under 30 minutes or your money back. Let's get started. What do you reckon? It sounds like a good idea. It does sound like if, a good idea. If, if there's time pressure, we should probably start. Well, there's never time pressure, except for the fact we have to do it under 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to just state right up front that a lot of the news, I think, is dominated by Comic-Con. Uh, let's Probably. face it, this is where all the announcements have happened this week. And I think the first one that we have is actually an article from uh, Los Angeles Times Hero Complex. Uh, basically, uh, the world may not be ready for 48 frames per second, uh, and Peter Jackson might begrudgingly be uh, agreeing with them. Uh, this comes on the heels of WonderCon a few months ago, where he actually showed footage from The Hobbit uh, in his amazing 48 frames per second 3D, and it got a universal thumbs down. Uh, everybody basically said it looked like daytime soap opera. <laughs> 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 the images were so clear, basically, that uh, it was just, it was horrible. They didn't like it at all, and they just, they couldn't get past the visuals to talk about the film. They just kept talking about how it looked. Yeah, well, there's a new reality show that just started here called The Shire, and I thought that was that was what they'd done with the offcuts of the 48 frames footage. Yeah, might be, might be. Mm. So anyway, in this article uh, from uh, Hero Complex, basically, Peter Jackson showed up at Comic-Con to show off more of The Hobbit, and everybody kind of went, okay, well, this is going to be a very forgiving audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's hear what the 48 frames per second is going to get. He didn't present it. He actually presented 2D. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he actually presented 2D presentation in 24 frames per second. Um, and he basically said uh, in an article, uh, in the article, he basically said that, uh, you know, he wanted people to see it was more, prote- more important to protect the film and to actually let people see the film for the content rather than the technicals. And he said that it would rather see the film as for the content. Uh, and he said that if people who do want to see the 48 frames and 3D will be presented that option in December, but it'll also be released in cinemas in 24 frames. Huh. So I thought that was very, very interesting that he's kind of backpedaled a little bit on this. Just a tad, yeah. Just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> so the great, the great changing face of cinema of 48 frames per second is not really going to change the face of cinema by the looks of it. There's always part two, David, in another 12 months' time after that. There is. And my question for you, Richard, is if we get both presentations here in Australia, which I doubt, but if mm. we do get both presentations, will you see both or will you only see one? Oh, of course I will. I'm, I'm, I'm a geek like the rest of us. I'm fascinated to see what the new technology looks like in a feature length. All right, so here's the better question. Which one would you mm. see first? Um, I would probably see the 24 frames first. I was thinking the same thing. I'd like to see the film for the film and then go see the experiment. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Now, what makes me wonder over this entire story, of course, is what James Cameron must be thinking right now. Um, How do I make money off this? (laughs) (laughs) The reason why I say this is for those who don't know, James Cameron has been a big advocate for years now about saying that cinema should be projected in 60 frames per second. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> and, and, and it's the only way a movie should be shot and blah, blah, blah. Of course, he's never done it, but he says that that's how it should be shot. And it's now like that... It's- Sorry, it's like it's like, it's like um, James Cameron is the uh, is the guitar is is Michael J. Fox on guitar at the end of Back to the Future. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't ready for this yet, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, all right, so what do you got, Richard? Uh, my story, my first story is about uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, cool! Uh, sorry, I like uh, Rorschach. Uh, sorry, um, Jackie Earl Haley. And I, and I would uh, be clever and say the name of his character from Bad News Bears, but I can't remember it. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the kid from Bad News Bears has been cast in uh, uh, Robocop along with everybody else. Do we know what he's been cast as? Now, according to this article, it says that Haley will play Maddox, the guy who dispenses the military training to Robocop. Oh, Okay. So there you go. And it's also going to star, as we know, Gary Oldman, Hugh Laurie, Sam Jackson, Abby Cornish. And don't forget um, Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> and, and oh, Joel no, no, Kinnaman. no, direct. Yeah, we, uh, with Joel Kinnaman playing the title character. That's right, the, the man we've never heard of before. Yes, and Jose Padilla will direct it. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have to look that up on some sort of electronic network. Yeah, but, um, I can't be bothered. <laughs> they said, and they said Haley was most recently seen in Dark Shadows, and until I read that, I'd forgotten completely that he was in it. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, and I got to be very clear. I'm I'm a huge Jackie Earl Haley fan. I think he is wonderful, but boy, he didn't do himself any favors as uh, as Freddy Krueger. No, he did not. No, especially coming off of Rorschach, which was so good. And mm. to, to do uh, to do uh, Freddy Krueger was a really big step backwards. And I don't think his career has actually uh, uh, really bounced back yet. So we'll see. No, well, Robocop might do it for him. It might. It might. You never know. Hey, Joss Whedon spoke at Comic-Con about stuff. Oh, you know? geeks aren't interested in Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joss Whedon got up and actually did say to the panel, the enormous uh, a Ballroom 20 panel that he was at, that he really hadn't prepared for this. <laughs> 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 I love him. I just love him. But he did get up and talk about his stuff and answer questions from people anyway. Uh, he addressed issues such as much to do about nothing, something that you hey. and I are both interested in. Uh, and he actually is, quote, he's saying um, that he was attracted uh, to the William Shakespeare tale because it's kind of a dark movie, he says. Really? Yeah. He <laughs> says, there's a lot of lying. This is a quote from him. He says, there's a lot of lying, and ultimately there's a real deconstruction of our notions of how love is supposed to operate and how courtship is supposed to operate. Shakespeare looks at it with a very cold eye and manages to find redemptive romance in it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Look, I, I, as you know, Much Ado is one of my favorites. I've never seen it as dark, but then no. again, I've never, I've never seen it play dark, so this could be interesting. I've never seen it through the eyes of Joss Whedon, so let's... No. <laughs> uh, he does say that they are um, pr- uh, pushing it around, they are promoting it, they're hoping to get it into theaters. Um, he says, but if that doesn't work, and I quote him, he says, if that doesn't work, check iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> And while you're checking iTunes, he also wanted to point out that Dr. Horrible sing-along blog 2 is still in the works. Um, he said it is going to happen sometime. <laughs> uh, he does actually go further on, say, possibly in spring. Uh, he said that they've all gotten together and they have been writing it for, the, for over a year. And they have all the songs already and they know exactly where they're going. They just haven't actually made the show yet. 
Um, and the last piece of news, which is probably the biggest geek piece of news, was he actually said, of course, that he was interested in the possibilities of more Marvel movies in the future. Uh, he says that uh, his quote is, I really care about those characters. They speak to me. Of course they do. He's a geek. Um, <laughs> and he said that uh, he just, uh, he doesn't, he, he's eager to take a break. He said, because it's different. This is to quote him. He says, it is difficult to do too many projects in a row that he didn't originate. Yes. So, um, so yeah, he's just taking a little bit of a break. But then again, Avengers isn't for a couple of years yet. <clears throat> Avengers too. Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, we, <laughs> we know what the next five films are. Yeah. So I think there's plenty of a buffer zone between him and and uh, 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 and uh, you know the Avengers for him to have a break from the Marvel U and put out. I mean, that's 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 three or four years. That's another twenty projects for Joss Whedon. Absolutely, he's got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break, make a few quirky things, and then come back to us, Josh. Uh, Josh, Josh, Joss, I should say. Josh. <laughs> um, I just caught, this just caught my eye, dude. Uh, there's an article on, um, and this isn't in our show notes or anything, it just caught my eye off the right here uh, from an art, from an uh, website called We've Got This Covered. Oh, yeah, I know uh, the site. Yeah. yeah, apparently there is now talk that there will be a Wonder Woman cameo in The Man of Steel. Ooh. Uh, now, I don't know, this is completely unsubstantiated and, and I have no proof of this, but this is what there, it says here. In the article, it says, uh, goes on to mention that one one hero they are intent on referencing is Wonder Woman. The studio is hoping that if Man of Steel takes off, those references can be used as a springboard to launch either solo films for the heroes or the Justice League film. Very interesting. I mean, I, I guess DC would be very keen to, to sort of start sandwiching in heroes wherever they can if they're building up towards Justice League in 2015. Oh, yes. oh, oh sorry, sorry. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, they don't have time to build um, uh, the D, the DCU the same way that Marvel have done it. They would be very wise to, yeah. but um, they're they're keen to crack out something as big as the Avengers, and they can only do that with Justice League. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, so from Joss Whedon, we go to Kenneth Branagh, another Marvel alumni. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the, Thor, uh, the Thor director uh, who turned down uh, Thor 2 is uh, directing another big franchise. He's doing the Jack Ryan reboot. I'm kind of looking uh, forward to that. Yeah, no, so am I. I. I've always liked the Jack Ryan movies, and I think uh, we, we know that Branagh can, can direct action. Um, now and uh, he's going to have um, uh, Chris Pine in, the, in that film. Uh, good cast, so good choice. It, Sorry, what was that? Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you know, Chris Pine, someone who's now intent on taking over every uh, franchise, <laughs> I think, as well. But Kenneth Brenner's uh, sort of decided to go a little bit left field with the casting of the villain um, and cast himself. Oh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> You're directing your own film. Why not cast yourself in it? What the hell? <laughs> I'm sure yeah, he would have sure been Thor if he could have made it work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, he, 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 he should have been um, um, uh, Thor's dad. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> he, he'll come back as a cameo as Thor's uncle. So do we know which book or which Jack Ryan this is he's making? Uh, now, let me see. If it doesn't actually say which book in this article, I'm going from Variety here, but it does say that uh, Pines Jack Ryan is an ex-Marine who works as a, as a successful financial analyst in Moscow or Moscow. Um, he discovers a plot by his employer to finance a terrorist attack designed to collapse the U.S. economy and must race against time to save America and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going back in time because he's not the, the president or in the CIA yet or anything. No, 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 no. So this seems to be kind of what they tried to do with um, 
uh, the, uh, the Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck one, yeah. Uh, yeah, which didn't work terribly well for anybody. But um, although you know, I got to admit, I actually didn't mind uh, Clear and Present. No, not Clear and Present. What's it called? Uh, Some of All Fears. I actually didn't yeah. mind Some of All Fears. I liked it at the time I saw it, but uh, you know, I now thinking back, I can't remember a lot about it, and it obviously didn't do anything for anybody because they never followed it up. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, anyway, as you said, looking forward to it. And uh, I think, you know, Bruno in anything is good casting. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I always like seeing him on screen. He's always good value. Speaking of Thor, um, yeah. boy, we're just kind of like, this is, we got a beautiful, we got a beautiful thread happening here. <laughs> <laughs> I planned it that way, David. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Thor, uh, a few weeks back on this very show, we talked about Mads Mikkelsen being uh, cast as the villain in Thor 2. And uh, unfortunately, that is not to be. Uh, I have a little bit of a soundbite here. Have a listen to this. A lot of talk about you being in Thor 2. Yeah, that's not happening, unfortunately. There was, uh, I had a meeting with them, but it was a little too late, and then Hannibal came in, and everything just came in the same period, so no, it's not happening for me. Boo, that's such a shame. Uh, he would have been so good in Thor, gar- Thor garb. Yeah, well, I mean, the... the um... Uh, the rumor is that he would have played the uh, leader of the Dark Elves, and my geek brain has escaped me for the moment because there is a um, uh, there is a character starting with M that I have forgotten the name of completely. Oh my god, uh, you're not alone though. I can't think of it either. Oh. Yeah, and the, 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 basically, he would have been the head of the Dark Elves if the Dark Elves are in fact uh, going to be the major villain in the next Thor film, which is a fairly safe bet given. Um, you know, the title's called Dark World and there were rumours of the stuntmen having to play elves on set and all That's that sort of stuff. That's usually a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, we spoke about in a little bit more detail over on uh, Behind the Panels this week. Absolutely. So, so we won't harp on that one. Um, no, go and yeah, listen to that. Yeah, it's go listen show. to Behind the Panels. We actually did a, a lot of Comic-Con roundup on the, the Marvel films, so you can have a listen to a lot of that. But speaking of Marvel... A Marvel property that isn't being made by Marvel Films. It's in Sydney. It's in Sydney. Again. Again, yeah. (laughs) Well, production begins uh, this, well, no, next week, sorry, um, on the Wolverine in Sydney. That's July 31st. Um, That's a Tuesday if you're keeping track. Uh, (laughs) Is this before or after the Japan shoot? Uh, It's before the Japan shoot. So apparently they're doing all the studio. James Mangold and his team are down here in Sydney now. uh, Hugh Jackman arrived last week to visit, you know, people he knows. Uh, look, you know, uh, I did see a little bit of news come out uh, today, in fact, about a final bit of casting, and I'm not entirely sure whether this is confirmed or not. Um, uh, who's playing uh, Viper? Oh, I heard this. And uh, I'm not going to waste time trying to look it up, but... Casting's locked in. We'll soon find out, find out soon enough. They'll be walking around the streets of Sydney. Didn't Jessica uh, Biel also get cast in this? I think that was uh, – I'm not sure if that's been rebuked. There was there was news that Jessica Biel and uh, William Lee had been both cast as villains. Yeah, the Viper was the, uh, girl, is, the girl from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I forget, right. what, I forget what her name is, but the, the girl that uh, t- t- Tom Hardy's trying to save. Yes, Um I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Uh, the top of, if only we had an interconnected network of computers where we could look things up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't write was, in. It's late. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I can't find the damn thing. But um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's starting this week in Sydney. Then the shoot's moving on to Japan. Wow. Um, but they're going to be, while in Sydney, they're going to be working out of Fox Studios 
and they're going to be traveling all around Sydney as well, apparently, including Cornell, um, to get the settings they require, according to the if.com.au article that I'm looking at. Right. Um, look, you know, big, big production uh, to be based in Sydney. And, uh, you know, I, I the first movie is, as we all know, a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't mean that this one is going to be, because this one's based more closely, as I understand it, on the Frank Miller um, Chris Claremont run of uh, yeah, and look, it's it's based on the four issue miniseries, which was awesome. So yeah. uh, it's got great source material to come from. Now I'm trying to remember what her name is. It was was she the character Belinda? She had a name I could never remember because it's 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 bizarre. I think it might be no, that's not her. It's not Amanda Fairbanks. What's her name? God damn it! Why can't I remember the the character name? Because she's got a really unusual name. Uh, the actual actress, and it was always hard. Here we go. I may have just found it. Uh, she's playing the Viper. She's Russian. It's Svetlana Kodchenkova. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. So and she, she ha- and she just crashed my browser. <laughs> and so she been. Com- she's not confirmed though. Uh no, I didn't think so. No, Jessica Biel's been confirmed, but she hasn't been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we'll be, we'll be looking forward to seeing if we can catch some of the uh, the filming around Sydney while we're here. So I, I'll be out with a camera. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh boy, God, we got to go back a couple of years now. I think uh, when we were still doing uh, platforms, the gaming podcast, when we said that Sam Raimi had been signed, it was shortly after Spider Man Three. He'd been signed to direct a World of Warcraft movie. And everybody got very excited about the fact that Sam Raimi was going to direct the World of Warcraft movie and blah, blah, blah. Well, at Comic-Con this year, he has finally now said he is not directing the World of Warcraft movie. His quote is, actually, they don't have me directing World of Warcraft anymore because when I took on the Oz job, this is the Oz, the Great and the Powerful, mm-hmm. um, he said they had to move on to another director. They had to start making it. But... What this article, which is on uh, Crave Online, uh, goes on to say, though, I think is the most interesting part, which is it says, interestingly, we cannot find any reports of Blizzard Entertainment speaking with other directors or even confirming that Raimi is out. (laughs) I don't even know how they would make a World of Warcraft film. Never understood the project myself, unless they're just going for the look, but um, and the like the orcs and humans. But I mean, realistically, World of Warcraft's an MMO. How are you going to make a movie out? There's no plot. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could just you could make a really really long movie. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, so anyway, the point that this article is trying to make and though, make it interactive, put it online, <laughs> and, and you, get everyone to pay a monthly subscription fee to pay it. I think you're onto something. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is it. <laughs> um, I think this is very telling, though, about this article, which is basically he's saying they had to move on to another director and they had to start making it, but there is no sign that this film is actually being made at this point. So, what is he talking about? I, I I think it's one of those. It's it's vaporware. This film. It's vaporware. I don't think the World of Warcraft movie is going to happen anytime soon. Um, I really don't. I think they'd actually have more luck. Quite frankly, more luck making a Starcraft movie, or or even a Hulk TV series. Oh, tell me. <laughs> well, uh, this is something we've been talking about for ages, and Marvel uh, have announced their big cinematic universe coming up but uh what, what we've all been keen to see now is uh more hulk uh particularly after the avengers now mm. um it's been tossed around that this that abc is planning a hulk tv series and that uh, of course so unsurprisingly guillermo del toro is attached to it really he doesn't do yeah. anything <laughs> 
Well, MTV actually caught up with him and asked him about it, and uh, he said, "I've um, and I'm not going to do the accent. Um, I've had a couple. <laughs> I of, dare uh, you." <laughs> He said, I've had a couple of minutes with Marvel since Avengers and they have the screenplay, he said. We're waiting for a particular writer to do a rewrite on the pilot. That's where we are right now, but we're still on. Do you know what? If he could get Mark Ruffalo to do it, he's on to something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Never going to happen, my friend. (laughs) Uh, You never know because, I mean, you know, people do big, uh, uh, you know, big stars do television these days. Uh, I also wonder how they could pull it off, quite frankly. I mean, it's expensive CG. And we're not going to go back and do Lou Ferrigno style Hulk. So, oh, it'd be so good if they did, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh man, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> man in green paint. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see it. Oh, look, I'll believe this TV series happens when I don't know the Wonder Woman TV series comes on TV. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll or if wait. they make a TV series out of Green Arrow, wait. Oh wait. <laughs> hey, you, do you think now that uh, Warner Brothers is scrambling so hard to get this Justice League movie made and rebooting the Batman? Franchise franchise after Dark Knight Rises, that this proposed TV series of Batman they were thinking of is not going to happen now? No, probably. Probably. <laughs> um, all right, I just, just want to talk- get Adam West back. Yeah, oh, wouldn't that be awesome? He'd be all like, you know, his tummy would be hanging over his belt and, you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's time to get into action, old chum. <laughs> I want to see that series. Can I tell you about one of the weird things that's happened this week? Is Bert Ward still alive, by the way? I don't know. If only we had an internet group of computers that can find this. Anyway, tell me about the weird things that have happened. This this is just a weird thing. While I was looking for stories, I came across this. And I just wanted to run this past you to see if you thought this was as strange as me. I came upon the RSS feed for Slash Film. And there was an article about Expendables 2 and the rating for Expendables 2. Because apparently... Simon West has now come out and basically said it is with the MPAA right now and it is going for a hard R, right? Mm. They're they're absolutely going for the hard R. And this comes on from the fact that, remember, when uh, it first got announced, Stallone said it was going to be an R-rated film. And then when they cast Chuck Norris, they basically said, no, they're going to make a PG-13 according to his wishes, then a few weeks later, we had an article come out where, where um, Dolph Lundgren came out and basically said, no, we don't really care about what Chuck Norris wants. It's going to be an R-rated <laughs> film. Anyway, and then all this stuff. And there was a quote from Simon West. Now, the quote I can't tell you because I followed the link out of the article to go and find the actual article out of the RSS feed and the page is down. And I huh. thought, that's weird. So I went back to the RSS feed and there is a link to the original article which has Simon West's quote. So I clicked that link, and on that page it said, quote, removed at the filmmaker, at the quote, removed at the studio's request. What do you know? So all I'm thinking is, what the hell's going on with the expendables that the studio is out removing quotes? Yeah, look, I, I, this thing's got train wreck written all over it. <laughs> I think it's wild. <laughs> this so, is, uh, I love it. Maybe this is. To try and create some sort of expendables conspiracy. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's working. <laughs> Your children will be talking about this one. <laughs> it's working. I'm fascinated as to why. I've never seen quotes taken down. I've seen clips taken down. I've seen pictures taken down. I've never seen them retract words. <laughs> I think that's very odd indeed. Yeah, it's anyway. like that, that, that email I got from you know Studio X that said, "Please remove all the you know letters Q from your article." <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Anyway, we'll have to wait and see if it is actually a hard R, or does it get to 
neutered to a PG-13. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I want to see it as a hard R. I think it should be a hard R. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. It wouldn't work otherwise. No, it'd be stupid otherwise. I mean, the only reason we're going to see it is because of extremes. Um, well, all yeah. Right. yeah. Everything else is expendable. Oh, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap this up. And as we've done for the last few episodes of Film Action News, we are going to end with a trailer. So at the end of all of this, we're going to kick straight into the trailer. Now, in behind the panels this week, we actually played the new teaser trailer that just came out this weekend for The Man of Steel. But there, tra- there were two of them. And they're identical visually, but one of them was voiceovered by Russell Crowe as Jor-El, which is the one we played on Behind the Panels. And for this show, we're going to play the other one, which has Kevin Costner voicing over as Pa Kent with different Mm -hmm. dialogue. So we'll, we'll go out with that. But before we go out, Richard, where can people find more about you on the internet? Uh, first of all, I just want to say that Burt Ward is alive and well. Oh, good. Uh, Holy guacamole, uh, Batman. <laughs> he's 67 at the moment. Um, Holy guacamole, an, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's an activist. But you can find me at therealbits.com. That's the R-E-E-L bits.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at DVD Bits, and I'm always happy to have a chat. Fantastic. And you can find me at geekactually.com or on Twitter at David McVeigh. You can find Josh when he's around uh, at rawdlc.com, which is his gaming podcast, or, oh, God, help me. Here we go. Hiphopnetonline.com. Is that right? You're doing just fine, Dave. Oh, good. <laughs> which, is, which is his other music site, so you can find him over there as well. Okay. I think that's it. I think we're going to go, and we're going to play out The Man of Steel for you, and we'll see you all next week. Richard, join you next week. Join you then. Bye. change the world.